0: This is Let's Talk About Weed, the Cannaboomers Podcast. CBD, microdosing, and all things related to medical cannabis for baby boomers. From San Diego, here's your host, Thomas J. Welcome to Let's Talk About Weed, the Cannaboomers Podcast, where we explore all aspects of cannabis from CBD and microdosing to what we're going to discuss today, and that's the Passionate High, a guide to using cannabis for better sex and creativity a new book from our guest, Dr. Nick Karras. It's available at Amazon.com and at his website, PassionateHigh.com. Nick. Hi, thanks for, thanks for having me here today. Thank you for being our guest, and uh, I think it's an interesting topic that our that our audience is going to be uh, interested in following. Um, tell me how you came about the idea
1: for your book. Oh, geez. Well, I've been a sexologist for about 12 years now, and most of the couples and individuals come to me and they're missing the passion in their life. They're missing that zest, that, that awareness of, of there's something more than what's going on. And it's really hard. I mean, you, there's a lot of talk about mindful meditation. There's a lot of talk about couples spending a date night and spending some time together, you know, candles, dinner. But it's really hard to keep our focus and to let go of the day. And I was looking for something That would help that along. Now, I've been a cannabis user for 40 years, and it has always worked for me. But for a lot of people, it did not. And that's why I decided I was going to research cannabis and see if this could be brought into a person's life to change their life, to empower their life, and to create connection between two people. Sure.
0: You know, it sounds to me like maybe uh, it's an alternative to alcohol for
1: some people. Very much so. Very much so. Alcohol is usually used as a suppressant. And so you come home, you have a couple of drinks, and you forget the day. A lot of people use cannabis the same way. They come home, they smoke, they want to check out and chill out. Mm-hmm. And it's a perfectly fine thing to do. But cannabis also has the ability to do the exact opposite, to activate you, to make you see outside the box, to give you new creative thoughts, and actually empower yourself. And that was a fascinating thing to me. Well. And... As an alternative to alcohol, it's probably more healthy and less destructive in the long run. Oh, oh, so much so it's almost the opposite of a, putting a poison in your system and getting a reaction. This thing, with the, it, with the way it connects with the endocannabinoid system in our body, it 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 calms us. It it takes us to the core and it changes us. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very very healthy. So you've got some experience with the plant, and
0: uh, you've written the book. Um, there are things to look at when you're, when you're getting into this, including strain, dosage,
1: um, just the environment, all, all those things that come into play, right? Yeah, the three, I tell people, it's the, the big three. It's the strain, it's the dosage, and a really important one is the intention. And the intention is like what Timothy Leary used to always say about when you do hard drugs, it's about your set and setting. Because what you're doing is you're activating the mind in a different way to pay attention. So like a lot of the people way back when it was illegal, um, we would get paranoia. So they thought that the cannabis created paranoia. That is not the case. The paranoia was because we had paranoia smoking the cannabis and the cannabis accentuates the feeling that you have going into it. And one of the biggest things that I tell people, I tell everybody this, before you ever ingest cannabis, and, and we're mainly talking about the cannabis with the THC in it, mm-hmm. because we're talking about the high tonight mainly. Before you do that, always ask yourself, why am I getting high? Why am I smoking? And what do I wanna do with this? And then create that environment because your mind is gonna go where you have telling it to do. I don't think most people realize you have control of that high.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So setting your mind on what do I want to happen with this experience? Yeah, like if, let's say you're an artist and and you're a writer and you have writer's block and you're stuck and you're going, I, I'm stuck, I'm stuck. To sit down and to say, okay, I'm gonna smoke a little bit of cannabis and I'm going to see my writing differently. Well, you create the, the environment. You lay out your paper and your pencil. You maybe have the affirmations or you have some books you've already written and you put them there. You tell yourself you're a writer and when you smoke like a small amount of this, it, it creates whatever you're thinking. It embellishes whatever you're thinking. So it gives you that positive thing and a lot of the times it'll push you through that block.
0: Okay, good. So let's talk a little bit about sort of the degrees of being high because um, I know you've you've outlined these and, you know, for some people who maybe back in our younger years just got stoned out of their minds, they, maybe they can't hold the thought while they're trying to create. But if you set the intention and you don't get... Absolutely stoned, then
1: then it could really be an aid to your creativity. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, cannabis is is a bimodal drug, and by, what bimodal means it means that it has a very different effect at a low dose than it does at a high dose, and almost sometimes the opposite effect. So you, you're going to hear a lot of term microdosing going on right now. And microdosing is a real small amount of that drug to use that, and that will determine your high. And you know, does that mean one puff, um,
0: uh, one little mint? Um, how, how
1: do you determine, or is it just experimentation? How do you get to that point? Yeah, everybody has a different amount, and it definitely depends. It depends on your own body type, has a lot of difference in it, how long you're using it, how much you're taking. Um, myself. Um, I'm a very very lightweight so it takes very little and yes with most of the strains today it's only one puff one puff and I tell people when you go to the dispensary don't buy the top shelf you do not want 27 percent THC in there I usually try to keep it between 14 and 18 percent if you're going to use it for sexuality because you want to have that connection with your partner If you go too much, you're going to disconnect and go inside. And a lot of people will say, yeah, I I like that feeling. I close in. uh, If you take too much, some people tell me it feels like you're talking to God. These are wonderful experiences, and they can be used. It's being used in therapy. But if we're going back to creativity or connection with our partner, we want to keep it light because we want to be present for them. Right.
0: So a controlled dosage, um,
1: not... Not going over the top. Yeah. Um, California law now just made it law that a, a dosage can't be more, more than 10 milligrams of THC. 10 is way too much for me. I'm talking to God if I take 10. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm inside. I tell people 2.5 to 5 is a good starting point. Yeah. Depending on it.
0: Now, some of these manufactured products will tell you there's 2.5 uh, milligrams per mint or something, but if you're smoking a joint or a pipe or something, how do you gauge that? Well,
1: what I tell first time people or people who haven't done this for a while, I recommend smoking. There are a lot of wonderful other ways out there between the tinctures and all of the edibles and it's very appealing when you go into a dispensary nowadays, like a kid in a candy store. The reason I tell them to stay away from that is because that high lasts a lot longer. You do an edible, you can be talking up to six, eight hours mm-hmm. that you're having that feeling. And dosing that, if you overshoot it, now you have six or eight hours. And and it takes sometimes up to an hour to come on. Where if you buy the flower, the bud, and you smoke that and you take one little hit from that, you can set that out in the ashtray and you wait. And within three to five minutes, you are at 100% of that high. And now you feel it. How do I feel? Do I feel connected? Am I feeling enough? And if you want a little bit more, take another half of a hit. For myself, it's one, one and a half hits, and I'm there, and that high lasts between an hour and a half and two hours, which is a nice period of time to sit and be with your partner and talk, and then you can always do a rider, as I call them, and pick it up and hit it again. But you can control it. You can titrate that dose. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that's... Are you, do you uh, have a preference between indica and sativa? Myself, I'm a sativa. I thought that sativa was best for intimacy. I have learned that that is not the case at all. It depends on the individual. Um, I would. I was always looking for a strain that I could give to everybody. I found my favorite strain a few years back, and it was Lavender Trainwreck. To me, that was the wonder. Currently, it's Blue Dream. But I love that. That's That's a sativa-dominant. Hybrid, and um, it works for me. But when I gave small, when I did my test group and I would give it out to people, it didn't work for everybody. Hmm. And a lot of the people preferred an indica. And so it gave to the point where people would come in and I would just watch them for five minutes. I'd ask them questions, I'd watch their body language to see once. And I think you know, if you look around at your circle of friends, some people are much more into their head and other people are into their body. They express anxiety. And thoughts through their head or their body they're gonna to have to determine that sure yeah that's very interesting
0: how the, the different strains uh, kind of manifest their effects differently in, in different people
1: yeah what I usually do if somebody comes and they want to go on this journey and I call it a journey I mean most people are very impatient they want to go to a doctor they want a pill they want to take that pill and get instant results cannabis is not like that I tell them cannabis is a personal experience is this plant and you are going to have to learn how to get along and what you want to do. So I'll tell people, go to a dispensary and get a gram. You can get a gram for 7 to $10. Get a gram of a good indica, a good sativa, and maybe a hybrid in the middle. Talk to them. Get some cones or some papers. Go home, mark them. And then on different evenings, set aside your two hours and try the, stain, uh, the strain. And see how it feels for you. Um, maybe do the dishes or go for a walk. Or if you you know want to talk to your partner talk to them and pay attention and you are gonna try you find that they're very different in the back of the passionate high I have a little uh, place where you can log in the strains and take notes and pay attention and then once you narrow in oh I love a sativa better than an indica the indica made me feel lethargic the sativa activated me then you can start looking at the strains within that and kind of narrow that down to what works for you yeah. Um, a lot of my clients will have different strains in their home for different things. They have a very stressful day when they come home, they'll have an indica that they like, you know, or they can't sleep at night. And they'll mark those strains and they'll, they'll smoke them for that particular purpose.
0: Yeah. Well, and you know, it's taking responsibility for your own health and, and listening to your body and getting yes. a little more involved than as you say, the sort of model that people have where they think they go to their doctor and they get a pill and they take that pill and everything's resolved. Mm -hmm. Well, This is more of an organic process where you have to do some discovery and apply what you
1: learn. Yeah, it's like learning what we should eat. Everyone can eat different things. Some people can have no caffeine, some love caffeine. Um, I equate it to essential oils. If I took you to the store and you smelt the essential oils and somebody says, well, this has a calming effect and this is stimulating, It's not always the same for everyone. Your particular nose, you're going to go, no, I like this one. Mm -hmm. And cannabis is the same thing. And by the way, the terpenes in the cannabis are pretty much equivalent of essential oil. Mm -hmm. And the terpenes play a very important role. So I tell people, when you're going into the dispensary and you're buying it, that last little piece when you've got like three strains you like, smell the strain. Mm -hmm. Close your eyes and smell it and feel it. And it'll tell you which one to pick.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of... Emotion or, or yeah. memories that are wrapped up in that, that olfactory sense, right? Definitely. Well, Definitely. and I think you talk about in the book, too, I mean, the, the multisensory uh, effect of cannabis. And mm-hmm. it's going to heighten your senses. And, you know, you talk about set and its setting. And yeah. when, we, when we talk about intimacy, there's so many factors that come into it um,
1: where you want to pay attention to your music, your lighting, um, yeah. everything that's going yeah. on. Yeah, Um, one of the things that was interesting to me is that there was a lot of concern from the medical community that when we smoke cannabis, our heart rate increases. And they thought that was a bad thing. Well, what I've come to find out is exactly the opposite. The reason it does that is it relaxes our core. And when it relaxes our core, it relaxes our lungs. And most of us, because of the the environment we live in and the anxiety, we, we breathe shallow. Breathing shallow is a defense protection system and we don't oxygenate our bodies when we're having a shallow breath. What cannabis does is it relaxes the lung sacs. Well now when you take a breath in, you're taking in a lot more air, a lot more oxygen, and the body gets excited so it increases the heart rate so that it can pump that oxygen all over the body. And that's why your skin kind of tingles, your taste is a little bit more in tune, your hearing is intensified. Part of it is that oxygenation of the body that's doing that so it wakes you up a little bit um, definitely definitely and I think anybody who any of the boomers who go back and have smoked back they love that the food I mean you <laughs> you get a slice of pizza and it's like oh my god this tastes so good or a song comes on and the music you seem like you hear notes you didn't hear and instruments in the songs and that's that's what's causing that right it can really awaken your
0: senses yeah so Let's talk about intimacy and the,
1: um, the ways in which this plant can help us be more connected. Well, one of the things is that it's what does the, the THC, the high, do to the brain? And what it does is it creates different cognitive effects to us. And a couple of them um, one is hyperfocusing, it's known as hyperfocusing. And that, I think, any, once again, anybody who smoked back in the 60s or 70s knows that you're sitting around a room. And all of a sudden, you're really into something. You, 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 know, you look around and you're just like, oh my God, I never noticed how beautiful that picture was. Or I never noticed this. You focus and then you seem to jump around at stuff. It's hard to hold a train of thought. That focusing can be used in, in intimacy by your set and setting. And to me, that's what I tell a couple that, okay, if you want to have an intimate evening and you, you know you're gonna get hyper-focusing from the strain, Be careful what's around you. I mean, if you've got a phone that goes off or you have music that's playing and it's got a commercial, um, you know, you're sitting there being, you know, loving and kind and cuddling and all of a sudden the commercial comes on and you're humming the tune from the commercial. It's because your mind wandered into there. So you have to be careful that you set that stage and you take care of that. You, you know, if you've got a pile of dirty laundry in a corner, there's a good chance you're gonna look over at that and you're gonna go, I need to do my laundry or your stack of papers on that. The hyperfocusing will take you to wherever you look, so avoid those. The it's the buzzkill. We used to call it a buzzkill. <laughs> it's very much a buzzkill. And in a, in a sensual situation, you don't want buzzkill. You want to stack it in your favor. The
0: pile of dirty laundry can really ruin the, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah.
1: Uh, the next one I, I like to talk about is episodic memory retrieval. Once again, if you think about it, when you've been stoned. And you're with somebody, and you're talking, and and you'll say, yeah, remember that Grateful Dead concert we went to way back? You're there. You are practically there. You can almost smell it and stuff. That's your episodic memory retrieval. How do I tell couples to use that? I, let's say you've been together 20 years, and you know you, you're totally in love. Everything is going good, but you've lost that that passion, that drive for each other. Set the stage for that. I tell them play music you played when you first fell in love. Lay out the photo albums when you guys first met. That memory retrieval of that pot, what that's gonna do is that when you look at those pictures, it's gonna take you back there. And I, once again, we're taking the high and we're stacking it in our favor. It's one of the funnest things that I've had couples come back to tell me that, that they sat there and they pulled out the photo album where normally they look at it and go, yeah, those are old photos of us. But when they're high, those photos come to life for them. So they totally re-engage, go back to that moment. That's go back to that moment. You know, and I tell them once again, use, use this high, think about this high and, and what it's doing to you and give it a positive, a positive twist. Yeah. You know. Another one is, is called pattern recognition. And um, I think one of, my, one of the funnest stories is I had a fellow that, very heady, and he would go home and smoke and he go, I don't feel anything. I don't feel anything. I don't get high. Why don't I get high? He almost would get angry. And I'd say, okay, try and keep trying strains and go for a walk. And he went for a walk one night and the next time he came in to see me, he goes, you know what's interesting? And I go, what? He goes, I noticed when I walk, I walk kind of funny and I always walk the same way. And he said, so I'm, I'm changing the way I walk. He said, because it wasn't working for me. And I go, well, that's pattern recognition. You start seeing patterns in your life. And so for a couple who always does the same thing, your lovemaking is always the same. You know, the way you do the dishes is always the same. The way you start an art project is always the same. A little bit of pot in there, you're going to notice differences. Couples will say, yeah, I'm boring. they will notice they're boring. So that, that's called the pattern recognition aspect of it.
0: And just being cogniz- cognizant of it gives you the opportunity to change that. Mm -hmm. mix it up get out of the box yeah yeah
1: I think the biggest takeaway is pay attention to how you're feeling when you're high and and it it's telling you a lot about yourself you know like Bob Marley said you know a marijuana is the gateway drug to thyself and I always love that and people kind of blow off that; it doesn't mean anything it's like it means so much we get to see ourselves almost from an outside looking back at ourselves when we have that high and, and take advantage of it, pay attention to who you are. Right. You know, personally myself, you know, people will say, you know, how, how, what do you think about your life? Are you happy with your life and, and the accomplishments you have? And I'll go, yeah, and will go, what do you attribute it to? And I say, you know, one of the biggest things I attribute it to is cannabis has been in my life. And it's something that I have used, it has not used me. And early on, I realized that by taking small amounts and using it and paying attention, I could be more creative to myself, you know? Enhanced imagination is one of the big ones. Everybody refers to them as pipe dreams, you know? Well, yes, I would have to say the majority of what comes up is silliness, and it's abstract. But I tell people, especially when you're microdosing, write that stuff down, and the next morning when you're having your coffee, look at it. And yes, most of you are gonna go, oh, stone idea, stoner idea, stoner idea. But some of my best stuff came out of that, you know, cause then I would look at it and go, well, yeah, that seems a little different for me. It seems a little extreme, but why? And I started questioning it. And most of the books i published and most of the work that I've done, I got that. And when I started interviewing people, I was amazed how many people told me that the pipe dreams were what made their lives beautiful, that they paid attention to that
0: so a shift of perspective and then you can change the pattern yeah yeah change, yeah and for couples your for
1: couples a lot of times after you've been together for a while you lose the dream i think the the best part of coupling if i had to say there was anything when when two people come together and decide to walk that path of life together is you dream together and you look at each other and go what do you want and what do you want and then you make you manifest this stuff and you work as a team well 10, 15, 20 years into it, you get routine, and you forget the ability to do that. And I think cannabis for couples to sit, it can can recreate that. A lot of the times that people come to me and they want better sex. They, you know, Dr. Nick, we want to smoke some pot and we want to have good sex like we had at the beginning. The majority of the time, that's not what happens. It creates intimacy, and sex looks different. And couples will come back and they'll say yeah we did what you said and how was the evening well one maybe one time they both slept they fell asleep and they curled up in each other's arms and they slept all night and i'll go well you needed to sleep you know other couples go we talked until two in the morning you know you know how often when was the last time they had a good talk you know so it's intimacy can take on so many forms you know
0: doesn't necessarily lead to uh, the physical act of sex but maybe an emotional connection a, yeah. a mental like
1: exploration um, just some of the things we're yeah. talking about that yeah. yeah people think that sex is something you just do it's a cho- you know we're, we're gonna block Friday night or and we're gonna we're gonna get three hours and we're gonna have sex and I tell people as a sexologist it's not sex comes organically from the body sex is something that you create by being a sensual person and I say Going in the kitchen and cooking, bringing out the spices, playing music, the two of you dancing, living a sensual life automatically takes you into a sexual being. You know, when I have singles come to me and they're going, I haven't been with anybody, I don't have sex anymore, I miss that, what can I do to have sex? I look at them and go, become a sensual person. Join a cooking class, do some salsa dancing, be passionate about life be sensual about your life and what are you going to attract you're going to attract another sensual person i put two sensual people together sex is going to happen it just is and this plant can aid sensuality oh, so much so just because like as we talked earlier about what it does to our senses you know you get the munchies you get hungry you want to play music you know your vision is enhanced i mean Go outside and, and go for a walk. Smoke a little bit of cannabis and walk through a park. It is a totally different experience than when you normally walk. People walk mindlessly. They walk, they look at their phones, they're in their head thinking, and your body is walking. It's it's like it's it's a habit, big upon habit. Cannabis messes with that habit. Can, what it's doing to your head that high It kind of wakes you up. You're going to have a totally different experience walking that same thing with a little bit of high. You're going to see things you didn't notice. You know, plant on the door or, oh, my God, a bakery opened up over there or something. You're going to smell things you never smell. You're going to feel the wind and the sun on you. And so to me, it, it wakes the body up. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. No, and we need that you know it's i just read something that said today the average person in america consumes five times as much information as we did 30 years ago we are becoming our heads and that disconnect you look at the environment we're destroying the environment we're not paying attention to our children our community is falling apart loneliness depression is up we we are lost in a two-dimensional world and I think it's so wonderful that cannabis is being legalized now because cannabis is going to put us back into a three-dimensional world.
0: That's interesting. All the, yeah. the social media that we all pay attention to um, and the fear of missing out on whatever is on Facebook at the moment. Um, you need a way to get away from that, to escape. Yeah. And, and the stresses of work and you know driving down the freeway and the, the normal, normal stresses of life that uh, can defeat us all if we let them so uh, you need an outlet
1: it does and and even for boomers especially for boomers i'm 67 years old and i gotta tell you i can be a crotchety old man sometimes I, i i think most of us can relate to that and life is difficult to me to have fresh eyes to me one of the funnest thing to do with a bunch of boomers is sit around and smoke a little at a dinner party and we start laughing we start having fun aarp a couple months ago did a whole Issue on laughter and how us boomers have lost that and the health benefits of laughter and to me just coming back and doing that you know there's an old saying the average person dies at 50 and is buried at 80 and that is so true <laughs> and to me to bring this back just for that alone um, everybody's talking about the medicinal aspects of cannabis and they're incredible what it does we need to start talking about the THC and the high Mm -hmm. and the possibility that the high can change our lives
0: yeah well I don't know if it was Cheech or Chong one of them said uh, all cannabis use is medicinal (laughs) yes no (laughs) kidding it's kind of like alcohol is medicinal I mean when people have an intent when they pour a glass of bourbon and you know if, if as you said you approach the cannabis with an intent it's yeah. medicinal. It's going to help your mood, or it's going to help your perspective, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, we know that it helps with epilepsy and possibly cancer and, and many other yeah. things. Uh, uh, most of what we've talked about is uh, mental and
1: emotional, but mm-hmm. it, it, it's physically uh, an amazing substance as well. Oh, definitely. And and in the realm of sexuality, um, a lot of women have painful, painful sex this stuff really works. Like I said, it relaxes your core and it relaxes your pelvic floor. And so it works. Um, For a lot of men with their issues, erectile dysfunction, the right strain and the right amount can make a big difference. Because once again, in order for a man to have an erection, he has to be relaxed. Most people think it's, it's excitement that creates an erection. It's exactly the opposite. It's the relaxing of the blood vessels Opens them up. That opens them up. And so, if there's any anxiety in a man, anything going on, he's going to have a hard time. And cannabis is a relaxant. It can work very well, getting the right strain.
0: Interesting. So, just to sort of circle back around, um, you know, when you talk about using it as an aid to intimacy, we kind of covered the idea of not getting too high Mm -hmm. and having a, a... somewhere between the light touch and the, sort of the classic high, mm-hmm. maybe a, a bit of a microdose, doing some experimentation so you know which strain is going to work for you. Um, and I guess what we haven't talked about is, you know, your partner, maybe they have different needs than you do when it comes to
1: cannabis. Maybe they like a different strain. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, so most you have to figure that out too. Definitely. And I, I tell people that you can experiment together as long as you don't have a goal. And to me, uh, being with your partner, it's nice when it's not goal oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about you, but I've never, I, there's no bad high. <laughs> there's only a different high. It's a, it's a high is like individuals, they're just all unique. And so I do like experiment. But yeah, most of the couples, each one will have a different strain that they use in the bedroom. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, now maybe some of our listeners are, are coming back. To cannabis mm-hmm. after a long time, maybe there's a reluctance in their partner or them to to try it. Um, you know, some of us went into a corporate world for decades, and you know there were drug tests and there were yeah. um, a lot of uh, stigmatization, stigmatization, right? Um, and maybe we can talk about destigmatizing. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but what, what if there is sort of a nervousness about this, a
1: reluctance? What what can you do to uh, get over that? That's, a, that's an interesting one. Um, it is legal now, so that should help. The one thing that I tell people is intimacy and sexuality is a very private thing anyways. And so, and bringing a naughty element into it sometimes is what makes it a little more fun. So maybe consider it part of the taboo. Um, look at it as, yeah, this is our secret little thing. I love it when people can share it with friends and family. I, I, One of the biggest things I encourage is people to start talking openly at dinner parties, you know, and so we can learn from one another. My dream is that everybody ends up figuring their uh, strain out. Um, You can get a clone and you can grow it in your backyard. One plant will give you more than you could ever use in a year. And it would be fun if we traded with our neighbors and our friends and it became something like bringing a bottle of wine and you try different strains and bringing that out. But if they're not comfortable with that, then use the taboo aspect of it. Another thing is that some people just don't like it. Some don't get high. In one of the surveys I read, they said 41%, up to 41% of people who tried it the first time never felt anything. Wow. And some people never do feel it. Some people, if you're very heady and you have a lot of control issues, you're gonna fight it. And for some of them, red wine or alcohol, works better for them. You can't you can't fight uh, the high from alcohol. It's a suppressant. It is gonna lower you down. Cannabis can go either way. So if you have anxiety going into it, and you're not willing to, you know, it just doesn't work for some people. And you have to accept that. So no, I have couples that, no, one does not want to use it. What I do ask is that they could open their mind up enough to allow their partner to. If they see their partner is happy, um, and it it brings a side of them out that they like, you know, don't judge it. You have your wine, I. you have your smoke.
0: Right. You know, you've mentioned that it is legal. Well, it's legal in California, um, yes. uh, in Colorado, and uh, I think five or six other states, and uh, medically legal in, I think, 27, 28 states. Mm-hmm. Um, do you see... Uh, do you see that trend growing
1: or slowing down? I mean, uh, oh no, I I personally think it's even going to flip with the federal government this year. Mm-hmm. I would bet my dollars on that. Um, it's unstoppable, and um, and like I said, once again, the more we talk about it, the more that everybody knows that this works, and we talk about the health benefits, yeah
0: yeah it's <laughs> well and you consider the just the damage that's been done by opioids and oh my here is an alternative to that that uh,
1: is, is not gonna potentially kill you yeah and on a side note um, I'm a sexologist I do uh, passion and intimacy coaching when I brought cannabis into the picture and started talking about it and started talking to my clients more than the number one thing is getting them off opiates I didn't realize how many people were addicted to opiates no and kidding. how well this worked. Are we talking about
0: middle-aged people or what's the demographic of... Uh...
1: Middle-aged and older. Mm-hmm. Most of my clientele are older. Like the classic got a bad back. Got a, yep. It was con. always a bad shoulder, a bad back. Yeah. And they start using it. A lot of people are using a lot of Ambien, which eventually has some very negative side effects to them for sleeping. And we switch them over and they have a really good night's sleep. And it's like... Oh my god I can't believe this so it, it has so many benefits it's something that you should explore yeah definitely um, okay so
0: just circling back again you know we talked about um, how to get started you're, you're gonna explore with different strains to find what works for you and you mentioned maybe going to the dispensary and, and getting um you know getting a good sativa and indica and hybrid not necessarily top-shelf but mm-hmm. come home try them out in the evening yeah. when you have an hour or two yeah um, the and, and for intimacy we talk about set and setting paying attention to things like the music uh, mm-hmm. the mood uh, not having any buzz killers in the room and just being focused on your partner and connecting yeah Yeah. 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 it's a great
1: aid for that yeah it's, it's I'm impressed how well it's working and you know that's why I'm definitely an advocate for this I've tried everything else but this one is just enough enough to push people in it good uh,
0: anything that we haven't covered
1: uh, that you'd like to leave our listeners with oh. mainly talk to people about it um, uh, don't worry about the smoking we didn't talk about the fact of smoking a lot of people are worried well I don't want to smoke because our generation especially we found out about the cigarette smoking and we had a massive campaign to stigmatize smoking Uh, ingesting the cannabis does not give you cancer it actually does the exact opposite and and even if you still don't believe that the amount i'm asking you to do it's totally irrelevant Um, a lot of people have a hard time getting over the smoking you can go to the vape cartridges i i like them and they're getting better and better and they've taken out all the additives now it's pure oil Mm -hmm. so you're not going to get any uh side effects that the only disadvantage is they run 30 40 50 60 dollars for a cartridge you get it home you try it and it might not be the one you want I ended up with four or five cartridges sitting around and I had to give them away you know and I like the ritual of smoking I liked the ritual of the evening I think the biggest part is to sit with someone and to bring it out and to grind it and to put it in a cone and to roll it and then to sit around and pass it and the lighting of the fire, and exhaling, and bringing something into the lungs, and setting your intention. I think that element alone is one of the parts that I try to emphasize so much to people. Uh, take your life back, start having some fun with it. Set a time aside to, to turn off everything, and be one-to-one, and, and go back to nature a little bit with
0: it. Yeah, and a lot of baby boomers um, will remember being in college and doing that same thing, you know. Yeah. Cleaning it on an album cover or inside a frisbee and getting the seeds out and rolling a nice joint. And, and the camaraderie
1: uh, that yeah. took place, the community, it was always like a sense of community and an understanding. And these were our friends and that naughty element. We're, we're smoking together. You know, keep the naughty element. I like that. <laughs> What's a good plant for that?
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for your time, Dr. Nick. And I'm going to remind uh, listeners that your book, The Passionate High, is at Amazon.com. Yes. And your website is uh, passionatehigh.com.
1: Yes. And definitely feel free to call me at any time. I I do Skype coaching, online coaching, and I can answer your questions. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for being here, and uh, maybe we'll do this again. Great. Thanks.
0: You've been listening to Let's Talk About Weed, the Cannaboomers podcast with Thomas J. For more on medicinal cannabis for baby boomers, visit us at cannaboomers.com.